0: Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, March 16th, and you're listening to Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you caught up on all the biggest stories in the state on your time. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, managing editor here at KTAR News. On this podcast, we're breaking down all the top stories happening right now to keep you in the loop on all things Arizona. We also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out on until our next episode. This week, I'll tell you all about Hobbs in Oman, the tragic toddler drowning in Scottsdale, plus Arizona's spotlight during March Madness. But first, we're starting with the state of executions in Arizona. So let's go back. Shortly after becoming governor in January, Katie Hobbs issued a series of executive orders. One of the most controversial came in conjunction with the also newly elected Democrat Attorney General Chris Mays. The order was to establish a commissioner to thoroughly review the Arizona Department of Corrections, Rehabilitation, and Reentry's execution protocols and issue a report with recommendations for improvements. A.G. Mays worked in conjunction with the governor's office, saying she would not ask for warrants of execution while the process is being reviewed, meaning, for the time being, executions are effectively on hold in Arizona. However, that didn't stop the state Supreme Court from issuing its most recent warrant of execution on March 2nd. But then, Governor Hobbs said she still had no intention of going forward with the execution. So you'd think that's where the story would end. Well, you're wrong. Now the Maricopa County attorney is getting involved. But before I explain why, let's talk a little bit about the man at the center of this conversation, Aaron Gunches. Gunches was sentenced to death in 2008 for the 2004 killing of his girlfriend's ex-husband, Ted Price. As some in our newsroom have noted, that description sells the story short. When I first heard it, it didn't really seem like a typical death penalty case. The story is more brutal than meets the eye. And if you don't want to hear those details, fast forward about 20 seconds. Gunches dragged Price into the desert not far from the Mesa city limits and shot him execution style multiple times, including in the chest and the back of the head. It took roughly 50 police officers to eventually arrest Gunches. So this case really rocked the valley, and it took four years to eventually convict Gunches. To add to some of this backstory, Gunches actually sent a letter late last year to then-AG Mark Burnovich, calling for him to order the execution. And that's the order that the Supreme Court filled earlier this month. Then, late last week, Ted Price's sister actually wrote to the state Supreme Court begging for them to make Katie Hobbs carry out the execution. Which is why this week, Maricopa County Attorney Rachel Mitchell filed an amicus curiae brief, also known as a friend of the court brief, in support of Price's sister. Mitchell joined KTAR's Gatos and Chad show, as well as the Mike Broomhead show, to discuss her reason behind the amicus brief, especially considering the death sentence for Gunches came from her office. She told the Gatos and Chad show that legally, this was the only way. The bottom line in this situation is that a warrant of execution has been issued by the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, this individual has exhausted his appeals, uh, both federally and in the state. And the law requires that the execution be carried out. She went on to tell the Mike Broomhead Show. The victims have a right to a disposition in this case. And they've been waiting for over 20 years since the execution of Ted Price in this case. While it's uncertain how this may play out ultimately, it is evident that parties on all sides of this issue are acknowledging both the severity of putting a man to death as well as the pain endured by the victims' families. KTAR will continue to monitor this story and bring you the very latest updates. And what's interesting about our top story is that this all came to a boil this week while Governor Hobbs was out of the country. This week, Hobbs was in the Middle East to take part in a signing ceremony for a partnership between the Arizona National Guard and the Sultanate of Oman. This is part of one of the state's oldest partnership programs between Arizona and the Republic of Kazakhstan. Effectively, programs like this allow Arizona to work on a diplomatic level with other countries. This program specifically knights the Arizona U. National Guard to the Omani people. The goal is to help with cross-military training and to learn from each other's customs and knowledge. Arizona has similar partnerships with more than 90 other countries and really helps to establish Arizona on the global stage. Now here at home, that doesn't change much, but it is worth noting that when the governor is away, the Secretary of State will play. While in his capacity as acting governor, Secretary of State Adrian Fontes declared March 14th Pi Day in Arizona, as you can hear from his video on Twitter. Today is March 14th, however, and that's Pi Day, 3.141592, etc. And it's really important. So today, because Arizona has been such a such a trailblazer when it comes to math and science and engineering, not just in education and then the private sector, uh, but folks who really uh, love looking at the stars and understanding that math is a really important part of our lives. I am declaring as acting governor that today is uh, Pi Day in Arizona, and that's P-I, not P-I-E, although you can have a slice in celebration. And so I'm going to sign this, and uh, fortunately, uh, I came right off of spring break with my kids at 3 14 p.m happy Pi day arizona but aside from that this trip helped to extend a friendly hand from arizona to the middle east a relationship that the state will continue to nourish as our regions continue to face similar water constraints and speaking of water Despite our continued chilly weather, the state received a chilling reminder this week about water safety. A toddler was pulled from a Scottsdale swimming pool on Monday and later died at the hospital. The Scottsdale Fire Department told KTAR the two-year-old boy was found in a neighbor's pool near 70th Street and Virginia Avenue. Firefighters say dispatch was called to a home about a baby not breathing around 1130 that morning. During the call, the 911 operator gave instructions on how to perform CPR. Police told KTAR the boy was last seen playing in the backyard of his family's home before he was later found in the neighbor's pool. But what's most shocking when I heard this story was that the two homes are separated by a six-foot wall. The house with the pool is typically used as a short-term rental, and on Monday, the home was empty. Early on in the investigation, it seems like everything is above board and that both homes are up to code when it comes to pool safety. But Scottsdale police are still investigating. Regardless, the This is a wake-up call that none of us should ever receive. KTAR and Fulton Homes remind you, two seconds is too long to take your eyes off kids around water. So please, consider a pool fence, get your kids swim lessons, get yourself swim lessons, and honestly, hop online and get CPR certified. It doesn't take much time at all, and it could genuinely save life. And as it seems to be the theme of the year, sports continue to dominate the conversation in Arizona news. Grab your dancing shoes, folks. Arizona teams are headed to the big dance. If you're a college basketball fan, you likely live for March. And maybe if you're like me, you like the idea of busting brackets, even if you don't really care who wins. That's right, it's March Madness, and three, that's right, three Arizona teams have made it to the tourney. Arizona State, the University of Arizona, and Grand Canyon University are all in the bracket. Northern Arizona University even had a shot, falling just short to Montana State in the Big Sky Tournament. This is the first time in state history that three teams have made it to the tournament. ASU played last night against fellow 11-seed Nevada. This was the toss-up game to see who would go on to play 6-seed for the West TCU. And the Devils won with a commanding 98-73. to Now ASU plays TCU on Friday night in Denver. If they beat TCU, they advance to the round of 32 for the first time since the 2008-09 season, when James Harden was still on the team. GCU's making just their second NCAA tournament appearance ever, Friday against Gonzaga. And they'd actually play ASU Sunday if both teams win Friday. U of A plays Princeton this Thursday afternoon at 1 in Sacramento. And a shout-out to Luke Lipinski at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, for helping me to decipher all of this madness. For the latest on the teams and the tournament, you can always head to ArizonaSports.com. So that's it. You're all caught up for this week, the week of Monday, March 13th. But what's ahead? Here's what you should keep an eye out on until we meet again. Phoenix has two new city council members. Kevin Robinson defeated Sam Stone to replace Sal DeCiccio, who turned out in District 6. And Keisha Hobbs-Washington beat incumbent Carlos Garcia in District 8. Taylor Swift is in town Friday and Saturday nights for the first nights of her Eras tour. The city will be temporarily renamed Swift City. If you can avoid Glendale, I would. The traffic will be nuts. And of course, don't forget to check out the Arizona teams playing in the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go. Just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. With that, I'm Taylor Kinnerup, and you've been listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.